The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Thanks for hanging out. Hour two with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel. More thoughts from Coach Satterfield. Coming up here at 525, what happens with the Nebraska quarterback situation? Does Nebraska get in the win column? We say hi to Evan Bland from the Omaha World Herald at Evan Bland, OWH. Evan, good to spend some time. Thanks for jumping on. Yeah, guys. How's it going? It's good. And it's pretty lively in the discussion here in the stream yard with uh, the listeners giving their takes on things uh, with what should happen at quarterback, the problem with patience. The topic of patience rule, I mean, there's still plenty of upheaval and frustration uh, through two games. It was good to see out in Boulder and, you know, Nebraska trying to, to get things figured out. Brett emails in, chris at alevarsity.com, just cover. Uh, Nebraska's favored by 11, so uh, a two-touchdown win. But it's pretty fascinating, and Nebraska's not a stranger to, to quarterback controversy, but I think Nebraska's had – you know, steady quarterback play or at least manageable quarterback play for a lot of years. I think you got to go back and give David Harris credit with this comment to some of the Tanner Lee, right? The Tanner Lee era where everything that was thrown was deflected or to the wrong guy and it was a pick six. Nebraska's got to get out of their own way up. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, yeah, Tanner Lee, that's an interesting one early in the Taylor Martinez era. Uh, you know, Adrian had his had his moments or his struggles, I suppose, too. Uh, but I, I think what's going on with Jeff Sims in a lot of ways is uh, heightening maybe the frustration of this 0-2 start because there are components of what Nebraska is doing that are encouraging. Uh, you know, the defense has looked pretty good, and I think you can see where that's going as this season moves along and, and into the future. And there are pieces on offense that – you feel like are, are uh, at least serviceable. I mean, I think the offensive line has taken a step forward from last year. It's maybe not an asset, but it's not a liability, uh, maybe the way it was at times last year. You, you kind of can look around at some of the pass-catching weapons and see how it could work. Uh, you know, we saw what Thomas Fedoni did even with the game, uh, you know, out of hand late. He, he was able to get that touchdown. So, like, there are pieces there where you can say, okay, Nebraska can find a path to winning games. But it's been just some of the some of the basic mistakes, taking snaps, uh, you know, have, throwing flat as opposed to putting some arc on a ball that lead to interceptions, things of that nature. And you know, Jeff Sims has shown why he's out there. He had that that, that long touchdown run against Colorado. Uh, he looked good in that regard with his legs uh, at Minnesota as well. And so you're kind of in this tough spot where. Uh, you know, he's sort of your best chance to score points, while at the same time, he's been the guy uh, who sort of has given the ball away. And that's really undermined what they've been trying to do in terms of complementary football and, and winning time of possession and things like that. So it's it's a tough spot. We'll see if the ankle injury this week, uh, you know, plays a, plays a role in that. It sounds like he's practicing this afternoon after uh, sitting out on Tuesday. 
So we'll see how it plays out, but it's really it does complicate, I think, the perception of how Nebraska's 0-2. Evan, there's an old saying out there that the backup quarterback's the most popular guy in town a lot of the time, and I think through two games that's very true right now for Husker football. You kind of laid out some of the history. When you go back through the past Oh, near decade of Husker football, which backup do you think has been the most popular guy in town? And where does Heinrich Harburg rank on that list as we stand right now? Because you go back and the names you think of, you think of Tristan Jevia, you think of Patrick O'Brien, you think of Andrew mm-hmm. Bunch, you think of Noah Vedral, you think of Logan Smothers, Chubba Purdy. The list just goes on and on of how many different guys Husker fans have called for. And for one reason or another, they have seen the field or they haven't seen the field. But where does Heinrich Harburg, you think, rank on that list based on where Husker fans are at right now? Uh, yeah, probably somewhere in the middle. You know, that's probably one of the, uh, I think, defining characteristics of the last decade, honestly, is that, yeah, I mean, some of those names that you mentioned, I suppose fans have clamored for, but really, like Taylor Martinez and Tommy Armstrong, like those were pretty clearly the guys. And if there were any criticisms at certain points, it was that there was nobody pushing them. There was no bona fide quarterback competition. So, like, I go back to, uh, you know, Jamal Lord and people clamoring for Joe Daly back in 2003, or when Daly was in there, people clamoring for Harrison Beck as a four-star guy in 2005. Like, that's those are the ones that kind of come to mind for me. Maybe Zach Lee, uh, you know, in, in 2009, 2010. Well, uh, that sort of range, but you know, with Harburg, I kind of feel like we have a sense of of what he is. Like, you know, you, you think back to the spring and how there was talk about, uh, you know, how his his superpower, I think, as Marcus Satterfield said at the time, was being kind of a tough, versatile football player. And I think that's, uh, you know, what he is. Um, and coaches have been pretty upfront about the fact that. Uh, if they're if they're going to want to get into a lot of passing situations, that's probably more what they would turn to Chubba Purdy for. With Harburg, you know, he's caught a pass already this year. Uh, he's a tough runner, um, so I think kind of what his strengths are 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 somewhat well defined. And again, it's it's maybe not fair to to totally put him in a box because we haven't seen him outside of mop up duty and some spring games. Uh, but you know, I, I don't know that there's a clamoring for him because he's someone who's perceived to, to lead them you know, forward and score a bunch of points. But if nothing else, maybe Harburg can be the guy who takes care of the ball. And, um, you know, again, I don't know that there's this delusion that, or perception that, that he's going to lead a bunch of, of, of scoring drives or, or what have you. Um, but, again, you look at how Nebraska's lost their two games and you take away those, those mistakes and those turnovers, and I think you can make a, a pretty – compelling argument that the defense and the special teams uh, would do their part and Nebraska would at the, at the very least be one and one at this point. So I can kind of see where that's coming from. But again, we'll see how uh, the injury plays into it uh, with Sims and, and whether that affects his availability on Saturday. Sam Keller, Joe Gans, to, to finish that thought on the backup oh, yeah. quarterback being uh, one of the most popular. There's so many. There's so many names because we didn't even talk Riker Fife. We didn't even talk Luke McCaffrey. There's been just so many names through, through the past <laughs> ten to fifteen years. Guy, yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> you've been through the the ringer as a Nebraska fan here. So the defense is fantastic. They've looked good. They they wilted and gave up a lot of big plays in the second half. But that's going to happen. Uh, I think they get a bit of a pass because of of what the offense hasn't been. And I know, Evan, you were there with, with Satterfield. What do you make of, of his response today to some, some great questions just about 
the offensive rhythm, the the, the quarterback, the and I know he deferred some of it to, to Coach Rule, but just overall, what do you believe about his system and what he wants to do when it matches up with the personnel? Do you think he'll continue to mold, or is it going to be a situation where there's sympathy cards sent by South Carolina fans to Nebraska fans this year? Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> – it was a it was an interesting ten minutes or so with with uh, Coach Sat today. I mean he he uh, didn't really mince words. He said, "Yeah, it it sucks right now. It's not fun. It hasn't been fun these last three days trying to figure things out." I thought the thing that stood out the most about what he said was he was asked kind of what um, staples of the offense have have they been able to establish that they can lean on, whether that's the running game or or what have you. And he didn't even want to go there. He's like, "Yeah, you know." Through two games, the ball security stuff has totally undermined and 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 put a cloud over any of the positives that they've done. And so, um, you know, I think they have had some positives. I mentioned the the offensive line, and he said today that he thought the line was the most consistent uh, group in that offense. Uh, you know, again, we saw Thomas Fedoni make his first career catch uh, as he moves forward. They have some options in the passing game. Um, but but anything that they do, again, it just doesn't matter if you're giving up the ball and you're coughing up scoring opportunities. And so I think they're looking for uh, for some more playmakers, assuming that they can get the ball security stuff under control. You know, he mentioned how in his career he has at times been around offenses where uh, the, the snaps at receiver are dominated by like three guys, which is kind of the case with Nebraska right now, I said, yeah, it's not ideal. That's still something they're working through uh, as they bring their freshmen along. I think uh, Jalen Lloyd and Malachi Coleman would be those guys, um, you know, to, to step in as maybe the next men up if, if called upon. But it's just kind of a tough spot right now. I mean, you're uh, you're limited at some skill positions. Your quarterback hasn't been able to, to hold on to the ball, and, and he, you know, repeated again today that that it's not just. Jeff Sims, but it's how how to prepare him for crowd noise. It's how to uh, keep things in a rhythm, things like that. But there's definite frustration that they feel like uh, there have been some good things. But again, what does it matter um, if you're not able to finish drives because you can't hang on to the ball? It's Evan Bland with us here from the Omaha World Herald, talking Nebraska's offense. Jeff Sims on Hale Varsity Radio, and Evan, uh, I think one of the, the the positive points that might get brushed under the rug a little bit, has been Nebraska's rushing attack so far this year. I do think you've seen positives from Gabe Irvin and from that offensive line. It hasn't been perfect, but uh, I do think there's been a noted improvement from there last year. What do you want to see this weekend against Northern Illinois from that rushing attack in terms of taking some pressure off of Jeff Sims, taking some pressure off uh, the offense as a whole, being being able to go out there and and overpower a a team that you think you'd be able to physically impose your will upon? Yeah, it feels like a group that uh, might be taking center stage on Saturday night. Even if Jeff Sims goes, you got to figure he's probably not 100% um, or won't be with that ankle, having not practiced Tuesday and stepping back in today. So, uh, you know, he'll probably do some some draws or some running, but this figures to be a game where you do lean more on Gabe Irvin. And, and, and to me, it feels like a game where maybe you get – Ramir Johnson involved a little bit with a screen pass or a reverse or something like that. Uh, you can get him popping. And, and Satterfield said today Anthony Grant, too, uh, absolutely would be back in the mix after he didn't uh, get on the field against Colorado. So they have some weapons there. Uh, it'll be an interesting test because uh, Northern Illinois, for some of their struggles, uh, they have one of the better 
defensive lines that you're going to see certainly at the group of five level and, and maybe right in there with some that they'll see uh, even in Big Ten play. So uh, it, it's a challenging week where I think Nebraska wants to run. That's where their strength is at this point. That's probably their roadmap to winning games. Um, and so can they do it uh, against, again, a pretty decent front group that Northern Illinois is going to put out there. Uh, it, it seems like Gabe Irvin has certainly uh, taken hold of that number one running back spot based on his usage at Colorado. Um, but I just don't know, you know, again, what other path there is to, to sustainable victory for Nebraska. I think uh, it's got to start with the run and, and that offensive line giving them a, a holes to run through. Evan Bland with us, Omaha World, Harold at, at Evan Bland, O-W-H on Twitter. So what do you believe about the backups behind Sibs? What, what would you be confident in about Harburg? What are you confident in about Pretty? Well, I think Pretty uh, is getting back up to health based on what we've heard from the last uh, couple of days. Sounded like he had maybe a groin tweak, tweak almost two weeks ago. Um, so his his appearance at Colorado was a little bit more on a, an emergency basis. I think because Harburg's helmet came off. So he's probably the guy if you're uh, looking more of a pass-heavy approach. It seems like because of injury and, and skill set, he might be that third guy right now. So it does put a uh, an opportunity out there for Harburg to show what he can do. And I think it's pretty clear uh, they like his ability to run. They like how, how tough he is with that, his versatility. Um, we saw a little bit of what he could do as a passer. I know the coaching staff was impressed by how he hung in the pocket and delivered a few balls under pressure uh, and, and took the hit uh, in order to uh, let the play play out a little bit more and for the receiver to, to get open. So they, they feel confident, um, as they've said, about either of those two running the offense. I do think their skill sets are a little bit different from Jeff Sims, um, if, if in no other way than Sims is probably a more dynamic overall athlete mm-hmm. and certainly has uh, more college football experience than the other two. But, you know, I think as we've seen from the defense, which has played so many guys and, and some surprises have popped up maybe uh, just based on who's risen up in the game, I think this is an opportunity, if it is Harburg, uh, to go in and show what he can do. Because, again, we've, we've heard in practice, we've seen little bits and pieces here and there from the spring game and things. Um, but, you know, who knows? He could step in there and, and really impress and show what he can do too. So if it comes to that, uh, I think that would add add to the intrigue of the Matt Rule home debut on Saturday night. Evan, about 90 seconds, a little less. Drama Saturday night, or does Nebraska get it handled no matter what's at quarterback? I mean, I think Nebraska wins, but I don't think they win going away. This feels, honestly, Northern Illinois, in a lot of ways, is going through what Nebraska is going through, which is a pretty strong defensive start quarterback who's uh, not been the best of game managers, struggled to score, so this feels to me like a game where, you know, first to 20, maybe 22 or 23 wins. Uh, and, and you know, again, when you look at Nebraska and its path to making a bowl game, I think it, some of these swing games are probably going to come down to whether the defense can get a takeaway and set up the offense on a short field. So uh, I don't think it's going to be a comfortable victory for Nebraska to, uh, on Saturday night, but I do think uh, the defense will do enough and maybe they'll even help set up the offense with a timely takeaway and so there's your charge defense you've been doing it all do even more <laughs> <laughs> score for us 
Uh, right. <laughs> score, give them a short field, uh, do whatever you can. I think it's going to be a rough go. And, and again, Northern Illinois, uh, in some ways, is, is sort of what Nebraska mm. is. So I would expect a low-scoring game. But, yeah, I think Nebraska ultimately pulls it out. Evan Bland with us from the Omaha World-Herald. Evan, we'll see you Saturday night. Thanks for a few minutes. Thanks, guys. All right, more of your comments in the stream. Uh, you guys are on fire today in a great way. Uh, we'll get to those comments. We'll also hear from Satterfield. More on that frustration. Hail Varsity continues.